heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. The newest Kickstarter by Late Night Games, Magimonsters Shattered Empire, is now live. So if you've liked what you've heard from this series so far, search Kickstarter for Magimonsters Shattered Empire or follow the link in the show notes to check it out. A huge thanks to Late Night Games for sponsoring this series and to the folks from Pokemon World Tour United for joining us for this series. Before we get to the thrilling conclusion of Magimonsters, I want to remind everyone that tonight on the one-shot Twitch stream, we are previewing Invisible Sun. Darcy Ross is coming onto the stream to show off the character creation engine for Invisible Sun to myself, Cat Cool, and Alan Linick. If you're listening to this episode on the day it comes out, that's tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. Coming up in November, we're taking a small break from Twitch because we're doing three conventions. That's Metatopia in Morristown, New Jersey, the 2nd through the 5th, a Catacon in Dayton, Ohio, the 10th through the 12th, and PAX Unplugged in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the 17th through the 19th. I want to remind everyone that the One Shot Network has a new podcast for your listening pleasure, Design Doc. On Design Doc, game designers document their process from inspiration to finished product in a podcast that goes up every other Tuesday. Our first season follows Hannah Schaefer and Evan Rowland as they create a new edition for their very first game, Questlandia. Finally, before we get to our episode, I want to thank some of our backers on Patreon. Chris Kenaway, thank you. Tessica T. Kirk. Thank you so much. Thank you. Tessica Tiberius Kirk, probably. Definitely. Uh, Mickey McSee, thank you. Mikey McSee. Mikey McSee. Thank you. Ben Patterson, thank you. Connor Lynch, thank you. Luke Herbert, thank you. Brian Field, thank you. Evan Ringo, thank you. Aaron Avram, thank you. Uh, Aaron works with Aviv on Up to Four Players. Very great comic. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, Also, they did two amazing like comics that explain how edge of the empire works all of the rules better than all of campaign oh definitely for for understanding that game i think we have some pretty good episodes that showcase the rules but we never bother to explain the rules definitely (laughs) it's because you guys are just kissing people or making people kiss well i can't wait till they come out with the kiss expansion (laughs) tj parkin get Fantasy Flight Games, hire us to write the Kiss expansion. Get on our digits, Fantasy Flight. We'll talk about all the different kinds of alien mouths and relative kissing compatibility. I'd be really good at it, but also if you want us to write a trash thing about shopping and kissing, we will do that. Yeah. We will do that in a heartbeat. And we'll be the best at it. We'll be so good. (laughs) So like... Please, Fantasy Flight, just hire us. Like, like we'll we'll figure out how Plo Koon kisses work. How did Plo Koon kiss? We have a publishing company. We can do this we for you. We have the answers. <sighs> okay. TJ, TJ Parkinson. Parkinson. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks again to all of our backers on Patreon. And with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. So we smash cut to our group of uh, wanderers entering a grand library. There is lots of polished dark wood and upon that wood are shelves and shelves of dusty tomes. Uh, this place looks like it is fairly well maintained, at least in the desk area. Uh, it does seem uh, whoever is uh, set to clean and maintain this place has uh, mostly done very quick dustings. 
around the area because uh, they are trying to stick to uh, mo- more populated wings of the estate. On the desk, uh, there are uh, all sorts of strange magical oddities, and uh, there is decoration just all over the place of uh, sort of the gothic uh, macabre uh, set of sensibilities. Rowan is literally leaning on Macy. Have you ever seen anything so beautiful? Mark is yawning. I I have, and it's not these books. <laughs> I'm going to be looking at the books, trying to find anything that has gilded edges on the pages. <laughs> I immediately approach the desk. Approaching the desk, I am going to need a, a perception check uh, from anyone willing to make it. Yeah, I'm bad at it. Let's I'm not great this. at it. I'll make one. I got a five. Ooh. Oh, I got a seven. I also got a seven. I got a four. Okay. Um, so the folks who got sevens uh, can see that, yes, indeed, uh, there is monster training equipment on this desk, including uh, what looked to be uh, empty dragules. They are in quite fine condition. Dragules are something that have to be made by uh, craftsmen with particular skill. A flawed dragule runs the risk of, of you know, breaking and uh, causing lots of problems uh, if a monster is released or harmed in them yeah, breaking. But these are excellent specimens. Oh, dibs. And I'm going to grab like a, a couple of them. I'm also going to go to grab them all. I'm not going to grab any. I have a magic monster, but I don't particularly like them. <laughs> you don't like the, the, the rest of them? I'm just 100% enamored by any books that are on the desk. Yeah, and one in particular calls out to you. Um, it is a book on uh, gradual theory, sort of uh, talking about some very conceptual aspects of the gradual's. Generally speaking, uh, when somebody uh, puts a monster in the dragul, that is it. Like, there is no more thought given to it um, because it is a system that works and that's all you really need. Um, There are some people who have explored different uses for dragules. Can we put different things in dragules? Can a monster be released from a dragule? Can you put more than one monster in a dragule, etc., etc.? And this book sort of expounds on uh, different experimental theories that, you know, no scholarly community has really, like, settled on approval for. My lady, this this is fascinating you never told me that your uncle was a scholar you're right um so uh (laughs) so um hmm. we gotta get we gotta catch some monsters we gotta we gotta bind them up and or just beat them i mean we could do both i just i super want to get like a couple more i want to have like a nice big team but if we capture them we can be sure they will not return exactly and then also i'll get like a very big bear <laughs> How many jewels were there on the table? Uh, there were four. I grabbed two. All right, I grabbed two then. All right, yeah, I don't want one. <laughs> You're just in it for the punching. <laughs> Not unless I can put something else in it, but I don't know what's in that book. So, just nerd my, shit. My lady, this is so interesting. It goes into quantum theory about what happens actually happens to I the magi monster the when right it now. goes inside the jewel. Does it turn into energy? Does it become? Is it? Is it a portal to another plane of existence? This is 
Is he always this boring? Oh my god, all the time. <laughs> just like twenty four sev. Rowan just kind of looks up and kind of reaches out for one of the dra- uh, the uh, dredules that was on the table. Can I see that for a second, my lady? Um, if I can, if if I can have a bag, well, of course. I'm like slowly hand it, and <laughs> as you slowly hand it over, the dredule pops out of your hand in a sudden burst of wind. Oh God! Uh, that causes any loose paper or small items in this office uh, to start circling around the room. God, I hate these stupid things so much. I'm gonna quickly put my dredules in my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> What is that? What happened? What did you do? The wind starts to become more and more intense as objects uh, larger and larger start uh, picking up and swirling about the room and the doors slam shut and lock. As you can hear echoing through the estate is uh, the, are the chimes of the clock. Boom, 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 until eight chimes sound. Oh, Good job, Robin. What'd bath. you do? I did not do anything, and my name is Rowan, and I would recommend that if you have a magic monster, now might be a good time release them. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I never let my buddy out. I don't know if I should. (laughs) I'm going to let Mustang out. Yeah, I'm going to pull out my Drajul and let out uh, Arson. Rhododendron, it has a name. I don't know why. Don't use it. It's on me. I'm making a character decision that my Angaroo is just, he's since he's so mad, he hits me a lot. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, That's so, a bad time. So like the wind blows my shirt up and my midsection is just all bruises. Oh. Oh. So I'm not going to let him out until I need to. <laughs> you should you should really train that thing. Well, I was hoping to get a good soak, but I mean, here we are. Rowan's eyes go from suspicious to almost pitying, and then back to suspicious very quickly. Mm-hmm. Look, he's a good boy. He thinks it's affectionate. He doesn't know any better. <laughs> oh, my God. It just hurts so much. <laughs> oh, no. This is very tragic. <laughs> As uh, you are explaining uh, your angaroo and the abuse that it sometimes uh, levels onto you, <laughs> your head is struck by a rather thick book that was picked up by oh. this windstorm. Of course it is. Of You're course it's my head. head. <laughs> uh, what are you guys uh, going to do? Uh, I'm going to... Well, do I have to roll to see if I'm still conscious or am I good? How big was the book? You're good. I mean, it hurts. Okay. Um, but it, nothing that can knock you out. I want to look for the source of the like, wind. Are yeah, we going to wind? I'm going to look at the book that bonked my nog. The book is on the treatment of uh, concussions. Um, as you hear uh, ghostly laughter start to fill the room. And then a book on irony just slides by your feet. <laughs> uh, can I get perception checks from folks? Uh, six. I also got I a also six. Got a six. I also got a six. Okay, guys, you don't have to copy me. Like it was a good number, but like, you, like you can like think of your own numbers. Um, look as sync. look as you might around the room. You guys cannot pinpoint uh, the source of this windstorm. Where where it could possibly be? Can I? Is the jewel that um, popped out of my hand? Is that still around, or is that like? 
Uh, it's across gone. the room. It's flying through the air, uh, or like it, it flew through the air and like rolled onto the floor, um, it, which is like just across the room through this chaotic windstorm. Okay, I'm going to try to jump and grab it. Um, so yeah, you leap forward to grab it. Uh, for this, I am going, I think it's going to be just an athletics roll. Okay. Oh, that's not great. I got a five. A five? Uh, so like you go, uh, to grab for the jewel and as soon as you do another gust of wind, like, uh, bats at your hand and, uh, sends the jewel once more flying through the air. Uh, now it's sort of circling the room like a missile as that oh, uh, ghostly <laughs> laughter picks up. Don't worry, it'll probably hit me. Well, I don't want it to hit me, but also, Rowan, aren't you like a wind guy? Don't you know a lot about this stuff? What's going on? I was about to say, I think I have an affinity to wind. What could I... You absolutely do. Could I roll like an intuition maybe, or... Yes. Like a listening to the wind type situation? Yeah, yeah, roll an intuition. That is a 12. 12. Okay. With a roll that impressive, you look uh, like you look around and realize there's just too much chaos here. So you close your eyes and listen to the sound of the wind. Uh, One by one, the sounds of the screams and shouts of your companions, of uh, the various objects clattering around, of the paper uh, rattling back and forth melts away until it's just the you and the wind and you can you feel above yourself the source of this wind uh you open your eyes and you can see in the recesses where shape should be but is not in the patterns of the wind the patterns of the objects uh the form of a sort of lumpy amorphous being uh can i get an education roll from you get a what now an education roll from you. Education roll. Crushing it. 14. Hell yeah. Here we go. Uh, so you recognize uh, the magic monster that now floats above you and your companions as a sombra. It is a uh, being that's really just like made out of uh, smoky mist and clouds and uh, can control the winds. Uh, in as resonant of a voice as I can, Sombra, I see you. Come down before us. And you can see uh, the ceiling of this place fill with clouds. Um, uh, like they look to be like, you know, uh, swirling uh, tornado clouds that like slowly spin their way down the room. Uh, until you can barely see your companions in front of your face. This sucks so much. We do not wish to fight you. Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> Get lost. Well then, and I point to where the Sombra is. Okay, what 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 are you doing to try and like tame this Sombra? Because you do have an affinity for wind. Like you are a natural born magician, mm-hmm. and in addition to your monster training abilities, like you you have inherent magics. I was going to try to kind of talk it down, um, mm-hmm. you know, reach out to it on an elemental level almost, and be like, you know just listen to me. We do not want to fight. We just want to figure out why you're here and what you want. 
With that, I, I think I need some sort of interaction role from you. Okay. Um, probably persuasion. Okay. Not great. Um, but seven. Seven. That's actually that's a pretty good roll, especially if it's not something. Yeah, but I got a four at. and a three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you you say that, and books start flying off shelves, uh, and essentially, like they are all bits of like research and and, and scholarly endeavor. Um, and what's in front of you is just a vast collection of books that are being held up to float right in front of you. You understand like intuitively, this is a puzzle that you are meant to solve. How does uh, Rowan go about solving this puzzle? He smiles because Rowan mm-hmm. loves puzzles. Um, and he looks up no. to Kyer. We can do this, Kyer, together. Can you do it quickly? Give me time. <laughs> and I begin to examine the books. I'm just underneath the table at this point. You look through these books uh, with your companion, and uh, they are all histories. They are histories of uh, how magic monsters uh, came to be, what, what little is known about those origins. Um and uh, it, it talks about, like, the formation of different creatures. So you're, you're betting intuitively that this monster wants you to tell it how it came to be. Ooh. So I look to my companions. It's asking for its history. Do you know it? I don't know it. That's really boring. <laughs> And I just kind of roll my eyes and I look to Kyer and I begin speaking. Do I need to make a roll before I speak or like how you want to do that? Ah, uh, you know, I, I, I think let's let's hear what you say first. Okay. You are a creature born of the winds and born of the clouds. The touch of natural magic, magic from the earth itself, from the winds and the spirits of the air bound themselves together to form you a wondrous creation. And, like, at that, uh, the winds pick up more furiously, and uh, one by one, each of the books slams shut. Uh, And, like, more and more objects in the room start to fly into the air, and and for a moment, you think you failed until, dropping into your hand, you feel the cool touch of a dragool. Um, You clasp your fingers around it and hold it uh, aloft, at that point, uh, the winds start funneling themselves into the dragool until you feel uh, the jewel warm up a bit uh, with the sure feeling of a magi monster uh, being locked inside. And suddenly, as suddenly as they started, every object in the room drops to the ground with a thud. I cover my head. I'm under the table, so yeah. I should be okay. I, I'm gonna watch I smile out. and lift the dragool up to Kair. Shall we call them serious? Kair, uh, uh, like, uh, hoots approvingly of your actions of bravery in this moment. Good. Congratulations on your nerd stuff. Thank you, I think. I have a new companion. <laughs> yeah, it tried to kill me with a book. It kill almost. You with a book? Yeah, it was real close. You didn't see? It just. <laughs> it wanted to know its history. 
the humidity was just really bad for my hair, so I would appreciate it <laughs> if you kept that thing in its little crystal. <laughs> where's the where's the tub? I need a I need a bath. <sighs> and and Rowan kind of looks to the jewel. Thank you, Sirius, for your trust, and puts the jewel in a pouch. Um, at at some point, I would have called um rhododendron back because I am just looking at my sheet now and realizing that it has a weakness to wind. So I would have uh, got it out of there. So <laughs> I would have realized what was going on. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, I, I think we are going to follow uh, what Mark said. Um, you've sort of had it, you know, like it, not only has your life been rough, at least of late. Uh, now I have a concussion and I have a animal buddy who keeps punching me in the ribs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that bath that was talked about earlier is like more and more appealing and like you sort of a storm out of the room, uh, walk purposefully through the palace, um, getting lost more than once, uh, but eventually finding yourself in a grand master bathroom with a claw foot tub. Oh, that's the stuff. I'm going to run that water. Yeah, you run the water and uh, immediately like the, the water comes out and gives off like a satisfying steam. I'm getting I'm getting in. I'm getting naked and I'm getting in the tub. <laughs> uh, you, you strip your tattered clothes and you climb into the tub and like lay back uh, for the first time in a very long time in total relaxation as the dirt and grime that has been your life up to this point sort of washes away and you feel a moment of peace and serenity as you're returned to the life that was denied you not that long ago. This is life. But it is a brief moment uh, as you are lying back in this tub slowly, uh, starting with like around your feet in just a thin layer at the top of the water, uh, a sheet of ice crawls across until it reaches around your neck. And you only notice as the tiniest sliver touches you and causes you a jolt of cold. Oh, God, it followed. It followed me. Isaac? What? It followed me in. What did? Bring everybody else. Okay. W- warn them that I'm naked. Well, I, I, don't, I really don't think There's I have to There's a naked man and apparently something followed him in. Well, it's, maybe he shouldn't have the cold stolen. ghost. It's not a skeleton, right? No, no it's, it's just cold. a ghost, maybe. Okay. Wait, a I'm ghost trusting you baby? on this one. Maybe. Maybe. Oh. Is, now there's a baby ice ghost? No. <laughs> there's no baby. Is it a boss Let's baby? Just go save your dumb naked brother. It's the boss baby ice ghost. It's an icy bossy baby <laughs> ghost. As long as it's not a skeleton, I'm coming and in. Rowan, and Rowan like right down on his book. Icy bossy baby ghost. I'm gonna knock that book out of your hand and keep walking. <laughs> um, and I lean over so to Kyer. In- poop on him. <laughs> Gross. Why are you just mean to me? She or he knocked the book out of my hands. That's very rude. How frozen into this tub am I? Is it just like a thin? Sh- could I get out of it? You could get like out. You could get in? out. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I can set it on well, fire. Well, don't do that. I'm in it still. <laughs> Carefully. Uh, I am gonna hop out of it. Are there any towels or anything around? So yeah, like you, you 
burst out of the tub uh, through the uh, sheet of ice, causing like ice to clatter to the ground. And while you sort of got into this tub hastily without towels, there is like a, a curtain around the tub that you're able to draw around yourself as all of your companions burst into the room at once. I immediately throw my hand up to cover, like, t- to block his junk from my well, eyes. Well, he's covered. Oh, no, my back's to you. Yeah, so he's worst, covered in, in a back. Like, I was about to say, uh, Kyer pulls out her yeah, wing over my face. <laughs> you, you might catch a glimpse of my butt, but I'll be covered in, like, half a second. Can you put that away, please? It's away. What? It's okay? Look, there's an oh, ice my, guy in the you bathtub. You poor man. And Rowan starts <laughs> rummaging through one of uh, his pouches, and he pulls out what looks like tree bark. Because it is here. Mm. It's is the bark that? of willow. It'll help with the pain. What pain? There's no pain. I'm just cold. Somebody listened to Sawbones this week. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's just because willow is pretty well known for its pain relieving properties. Nerd. And I'm not actually. Geek check. You got geek check, I don't Alan. listen to Sawbones, but here's some a bark of willow. Chew on it. Sawbones is pretty good. It is pretty good. A ghostly voice echoes through the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, chew Thanks, on a plank of wood, it will help your pain. I wouldn't know. I don't have a fantasy iPhone. Fantasy iPhone. <laughs> we can't say anymore or else it's copyright and we'll get yes. arrested. Absolutely. Instantly. As you hear that ghostly voice, uh, you can see uh, an ice blue apparition appear to you hovering above the tub. It appears to be like a very sad woman, really, draped in sheets. It has a mournful expression on its face and like where the eyes would be, it just has two dark tear streaks and uh, what appears to be a large diamond uh, embedded in its chest. As uh, it reaches towards you, you can see ice crystals form in the air around you and the room grows colder and colder. I don't like this. Uh, uh, Can someone please burn this thing? What are we doing here? Were you the one that was talking to us earlier? Now it doesn't speak with a voice, but like piercing through the air is like wind and ice you can feel like it's trying to communicate to you i don't know if that's a yes or a no because whatever was in the woods definitely told me to go back maybe we should like fog up a window and see if they can write Ooh, well my bath water was pretty hot is there any windows in here yeah there 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 is definitely windows in there you can see like these again grand gothic uh paneled windows in the room and they are covered over in frost i'm just gonna draw a little smiley face on it to like show her the right idea (laughs) on the window next to it you can see like uh growing up in sort of cakes of frost and snow a face that just has like a mournful and sad expression on it sad face emoji oh so Mm -hmm. This thing is not happy. Yeah, she is very sad. How do we? What's Rowan do? asks Kyer to retreat into the crystal because Kyer is weak against ice. Oh, is my buddy weak against ice? Everybody's a fire type. I hope it's not weak against ice. <laughs> oh, I'm only weak against mystic. So Just don't I'm melt any of good. it. Yeah. <laughs> Although my pants are probably behind this thing. And, my... and I, once, once I return Kyer, I start like rapidly going through my books looking for information on any sort of ice ghost lady (laughs) well it's right here we can just talk to it you don't always have to use a book 
Books yeah. are helpful tools. <laughs> You're talking to it. Continue to do so while I look up information. Yeah, and I think right. uh, you Isaac, your your uh, street smarts uh, serve you well, as you can you ask the creature what it is, and like in the swirling nexus of snowflakes that is starting to appear, like a, a stream uh, of them shows up in like beautiful cur- cursive script. You get the name Vofa. Okay, well it's a Vofa. Okay, that'll help. Why are, why are you sad here. and trying to freeze everything? <laughs> you can see like, oh man, uh, forming up like ice statues. The ice slowly forms up, starting with the feet to form the figure of a man who uh, matches the figure of one of the portraits that you saw outside as you were walking in. Um, And at first, you know, he looks very strong and healthy. And then slowly, uh, like, but surely in front of your eyes, this ice sculpture uh, starts to sag and droop until it falls to the ground and shatters into many pieces. Oh, were you, were you Uncle Jobin's? Jobim. Jobim. Um, and Jasper, that was uh, with that, like you, you, there, there's another pulse of cold and you can feel every one of you, but, uh, probably at this point, especially Mark, uh, the biting of cold <laughs> around the room as it causes you at least mild discomfort. Oh, that sounds like an affirmative to me. All right, let's just pump the brakes. We're trying to work around his will. I don't know if you're actually him or if you're just like connected to him. If that makes sense. The the like specter like nods a little bit, um, just like sort of sympathizing with your position. <laughs> Did you So it could go either so way? Did you it? love him? Yes, it's one of those. And uh there is at, like sort of bubbling up on the ground, uh there's snowfall and it like falls into like a heart pattern a little bit. <laughs> oh, uh, Oh, sad. I'm so sorry. This is weird, though. And it turns to you all, and you can slowly see ice sculptures of yourselves uh, forming up. Um, and the creature floats gently behind them and, and smiles at you. Oh, hey, that's me. Oh, do you want to... You want to get out of here? Do you want to come with us? And then as you say that, uh, the ice sculptures uh, frost over and uh, get thicker until uh, pressure within them causes them to explode. I think she wants to kill us. So uh, maybe. Uh, What what are you guys, given that uh, new distressing information, what do you guys do? I'm going to make a dash for my pants to get my punchy (laughs) boy out. Uh, look, sweetheart, um, I got a fire snake, so this is gonna be real short. So we can do this one of two ways. I think that might be a, a, a fire snake. Yes, fire snake. Well, I'm giving her one more opportunity to like be cool about this. No, I'm just gonna push tennis. Isaac forward towards it. <laughs> <laughs> like, go deal with it. Be cool, nice. What are you going to try and do to try and make this creature cool? I don't know. I don't have to do much. Use a fire move. I said we got some fire moves in there. I was gonna try to not melt her to the ground, like in case, like I can get a cool little bit. new monster friend. Like, That'd be fun, like a gentle melt. Well, you're certainly like... good at uh, talking and interaction. Is is there something uh, that you would want to say to persuade her, or perhaps even fool her? Ooh. 
Ooh. I could convince her that I could be her new squeeze. That I'm very charming, <laughs> young, and handsome, so she has a good while until I turn into an ice sculpture and melt away. Ooh, I like <laughs> it. I like it. Uh, roll, let's see. I, I feel like that one would be persuasion. I'm good at that one. Well, I don't know. Are you trying to actually love this thing? It might be guile. <laughs> <laughs> They're the same, so. <laughs> oh, that's, mine are also the same. Oh, I only rolled a six. You step forward from the group and you make that speech. You're like, I'm young, I'm strong, and uh, I'm in no danger of melting away. And then the Vofa's swirling uh, storm stops for a second. And there's a beautiful moment where the snowflakes hang in the air and all they do is cause the candlelight and gaslight in the room to just sort of uh, create a beautiful sparkling picture. And then uh, crawling up the wall are uh, bits of ice that form uh, words that say, prove it. Um, in sort of like dark, uh. intimidating text. Rowan just gives a thumbs uh. up. Remember everything I taught you. You have never taught me anything. <laughs> You're following me for a reason. Yeah, because I thought you had money and then you turned out to be a mess. And now I'm just interested money. to see where this mess ends up. No one's going to have any money if this thing kills us. <laughs> the no lady has a point. Oh, God. I don't have anything of worth to like give away. Well, I don't know. Declare your love, maybe? Yeah, but she said prove it. Words aren't proven stuff. Bend, bend the knee. I'll bend the knee. <laughs> like recite a sonnet or something. Come on. Be romantic. Yeah, you're great. You're great at poetry, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Always gotta like, kind of like nudge, nudge. Can I roll a I'm guile to be good at poetry? Yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> I got an eight. All right, you go down on a knee and you like sort of bow before the creature and you recite a poem. It's a bit of like a, a sad uh, like poem and song that uh, you hear in taverns uh, from now, uh, from time to time that uh, describes two uh, knights uh, who were deeply in love Um and uh, like lived together most of their days. And at the end of their lives, they stood together and they fought death, uh, holding hands with one another. Um, but of course, it was not enough. And they fell together. Um, and it's, you know, a kind of beautiful and, and sad uh, poem. And the dark streaks that are on this creature's face uh, sort of like hang lower and lower as you continue your reciting until it reaches the end. Um, and at that point, uh, like, I think the ice uh, in the room sort of pops up to uh, delightfully fluffy snow and uh, the Vofa uh, circles around you in sort of like uh happy jubilation and uh then like worms its way inside your shirt where one of the dradules uh is sitting waiting for a new monster and you can then feel like the cool touch of the vofa uh trapped inside the jewel now in your shirt Nice. I'm getting back in this bath. I am like, my hands are like clutched to my chest and I'm just like enraptured by this 
lies Ro- on it. Rowan has a tear like running down his face. Was was that was that the ballad of Leandra and Boran? Sure. <laughs> it was beautiful. I hope this isn't Great. that finding or this is gonna put a a dent in some of my afternoon activities. Just don't ever let her out. Okay, that's a good idea. <laughs> that seems very rude. That's horrid. No, I'll let her out every once in a while. Right before Rowan says that's horrid, I just sink into the water. So I don't hear it. I don't need to hear any. I don't need any more guff You're from Rowan. Horrid. Oh, I'm going to go. If you're naked again, I'm leaving. Oh, I'm yeah. No, I totally oh, dropped oh, that okay, curtain. Goodbye. Oh, God, why? Tub. Enjoy your bath. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I need to wash my hair. It's real gross. Well, uh, some of you are, are driven forth from the room. Uh, you sort of like recollect yourselves um, as the night wears on a little bit. Eventually... Mark manages to finish up with his bath and returns uh, a much different looking young man. Uh, He has shaved up a bit. His hair is now clean. He's no longer covered in dirt because he doesn't like have great fitting new clothes. He was sort of provided clothing that was once uh, Jobin Darlington. So he's got kind of like a flowing uh, shirt that, that, that hangs open a little bit, but he looks uh, much the son of a baron now instead of like the wild traveler that he was earlier today. Enjoy your bath. It took like 45 minutes in there. Well, look, this doesn't just happen. I well, haven't had a bath since, well, you know. <laughs> that seems like more of a you problem. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have to be embarrassed to be seen with you in public now. This is great. Could have gave me a few gold on the way out is all I'm saying. Yeah, he's not filthy and disgusting. Why are you? He wasn't kicked out of the castle with no money or shoes. Well, that's okay, the punishment whatever. for thieves. The point is- no money, no shoes, no titles, no land. Accused alleged shoes. thieves, thank you. I'm pretty sure you did it. I'm going to wink as soon as I say <laughs> you, just, you just wink. What are you, you talking you, about? You just wink? wink again. Oh, my God. Look, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of thieving. Everyone else has way too much stuff. You just got to, like... Take some I, of it. I disagree. I, I, I don't completely know disagree, especially when it's a member of your own family. Oh, that's spoken by someone with a lot of money. You don't know me. Don't like a little bit of money. It's not like... Yeah. Oh, him. Yeah, no, I don't know. I haven't asked. How's your family doing? <laughs> Rowan turns a bright shade of pink, but doesn't say anything. Warm? What am I supposed to be reading for? You want a girlfriend? I just got one. <laughs> well, I think you just got a wife. Can we trade these things or no? I don't know what the plan is. Look, are we going to fix this castle well, or talk about We've already wives? gotten two problems out of the way. Um, maybe we just keep looking around for more? And w- with like that, a super duper big you one. hear a thud at uh, the back door of the estate uh, by where uh, the gardens would be. Or I guess more can just come to us. We're not going to have to look... You're not going to have to look for very long. I'm going to spin around and be like, all right, let's do this. And, and I let Kyer back out of her jewel. As uh, you dash through the halls, like the thudding gets louder and louder and louder until you reach uh, the area that sort of like overlooks the back gardens. And in uh, the back of this place, there is a massive garden and you can see uh, not too far uh, beyond the garden is a little chapel 
um, that sits in the back of the property and uh, what appears to be next to the chapel, a graveyard. Um, And uh, as you are looking through the window, you can see uh, like at first slowly getting larger until very rapidly a massive clod of dirt, wood, hits the window. Um, Ah. And and it looks like it was hurled from that very graveyard. Oh, I think I found one. Ooh, it's skeletons. I hope it's not skeletons chucking mud. Oh, God, do skeletons throw mud? Well, (laughs) they might. Rowan, look in your books. Open up your encyclopedia under skeletons. But, 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 my lady, hear me out here. Um, Skeletons shouldn't be moving upon their own accord. Yes, we have magic. Yes. That's what makes them so scary. But necromancy, I mean, it's necromancy. We just fought an ice ghost that wants to bone down but with ice. That was Isaac. a magic monster. <laughs> this is different. Are we there, don't know if it's different. All we saw was mud. We don't know what threw it. Are We're, there any skeletal magic monsters? We are jumping to skeleton conclusions. Okay, I will look. And Rowan pursues his texts. This old man got in my head with these skeletons. So, technically, aren't all, right. all skeletons moving on their own accord? Because we're ourselves. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> but see, our brains connect to our muscles. And, I mean, skeletons aren't even held together with tendons. This is so boring. Like, I'm going to go out the know. door. <laughs> All I'm hearing is that I'm a skeleton monster, and I'm okay with that. Actually, you're just a brain in a vessel. That's great, Rowan. You're doing a bang-up job. I'm going to also walk out the door behind Macy. Yeah, I'm going to follow. I'm going to uh, summon up uh, Rhododendron when I, as soon as I exit the door. I'll trail behind. Uh, as you exit the door um, and enter like this little courtyard that overlooks the garden and the cemetery and the chapel, um, around you, like like right behind you, uh, you hear the door close and then you hear a clatter. Um, you turn around and you see on uh, the stone uh, path behind you, there is a single bone. And then you hear another clatter and another clatter and another clatter until it turns to a hailstorm. You turn around and you see before your eyes a massive wall of bones has been built around you and your group encircling you on uh, this sort of stone porch area on the back of this property. This is my nightmare. I can't believe a house died here. And melding through this wall of bones are the two looming figures of human skeletons. Uh, I am going to need a, oh, I think education roll from whoever wishes to make it. Um, I will. It's not going to be good, though. I'll roll it. Mine's fine. I'll try it. Ten. Oh, I got a six. I got five. I got four. Okay. Uh, for, I think, the six and below, you look at this and go, oh, my God, it is a walking human skeleton. Uh, scary there's skeleton. so many bones. <laughs> uh, that. But uh, for for Rowan and R10, uh, we can see that, like, like you look at it, and uh, the light from the moon is enough for you to see that this can't be a human skeleton. The, the, the way the light hits it, it's, it's not fine and polished. It's, it's dark and hard. These aren't made of bones. They're made of rocks. 
And while that might not be more comforting, you know that the, these aren't walking corpses. These must be magi monsters. Oh, my lady, it, it's okay. It, it, it isn't the walking dead. It's only magi There's monsters. nothing okay about skeletons. Oh, it's wait, just it's, a magi monster. Made out of bones. Are we the real magi monsters the whole no, time? No, the magi monsters, <laughs> the magi are, monsters are, are coming from inside the house. Way. <laughs> are magi monsters um, our skeletons? I don't want. No, no, no! They're made of rock. They're not made of bone. Oh, I can do rocks. I'm gonna hop up onto rhododendron. Um, I like learn using what I learned earlier in this very Mm -hmm. game. (laughs) Uh, And then I'm gonna like charge at the wall. I guess I'm just gonna like kind of like click my heels to it. Be like, hey, let's ram through this rock stuff. Uh. I am going to let out D'Artagnan. Okay. Uh, so, like, sort of cautiously and unsure, uh, you you shakily grab uh, the dry jewel uh, from your clothes and you stare at it and, like, wince as you, <laughs> it's like, speak the command in your mind to release D'Artagnan. And the air around you is like, it's got a bit of like a tingling electric feel, uh, the sort of feeling that you would have right before a major competition, Uh, you know, something that you uh, are skilled and honed at and are ready to prove yourself. And this sort of atmosphere permeates the air as forming from a bright light is uh, this six foot tall kangaroo with a very angry expression on his face and a super buff bod. Yeah, he's ripped. <laughs> Toned. All right. <laughs> Please don't hit me. And I'm going to kind of like crouch down and protect my ribs. <laughs> um, yeah, just expose your face. And uh, what 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 is uh, the speed of the Magimonsters Monsters uh, that we've got involved in this conflict here? I'm trying to find where that would be on the D'Artagnan's sheets. is a seven. So if you go to the Magi Monsters, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a, it might as well Okay, a seven. great. Uh, so is a six. would absolutely, uh, yeah, and, and anybody uh, who's got above a five really is going to act before uh, these Skeletones. Fancy. Ooh, spooky. Got, got more of those good pun names. Gotta love it. <laughs> Except Jake, who hates fun. I'm not a pun guy uh, by nature. He hates fun. Um, Just really weird with the company you keep. Yeah, look, I made a lot of bad choices along the way, and like now this is just where I live in in Pun Town. Population everybody ought to know but me. The real magic monsters were the puns we made along the way. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that one might actually be true. Though. If uh, you've got a seven uh, or at least above a five, you're acting before the Skeletons. And uh, who wants to try something first? Um, I will go first. Okay. So I am going to. I'm. I'm riding it, um, but I don't want to like run head first into a wall of bones. Mm-hmm. That seems like a very bad time. I'm just looking. I'm just looking at what I, <laughs> what I can do <laughs> real quick. Okay. So I'm going to use um, the momentum utility. Um, there's no roll. It just um, it I can uh, I can move ten feet towards my target, and uh, I can also attack, mm-hmm. and then move ten feet away, without, or I, I can attack and then move ten feet without provoking a withdrawal, which I assume is so, attack like a, of Bob. a attack yeah. of opportunity. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna do that, and um, I guess the attack I'm gonna use is spike strike. 
I don't know what sharp appendage a, a salad horse would have. Well, well, um, it is a like creature made of a uh, living salad. So, uh, sure. like, I guess like there could be some kale in there that can get kind of pokey, mm-hmm. like a. <laughs> Like the end of some lettuce, yeah. like the other side, <laughs> maybe a, a really, really raw asparagus. What a weird or, Pokemon! This is the weirdest because Pokemon. I mean, because it is plants, uh, it could grow thorns too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we could just yeah, yeah we, that's too we'll easy. Say it, there's some sort of yeah, like thorn, um, maybe like a headbutt. I feel like this is like a headbutt boy. <laughs> so maybe like he just like some thorns and branches form around its head and it headbutts um the uh no you know more than more than i think about it uh i i actually feel like alan is right and uh thorns are too easy and this this is a creature made of danger kale um but i think you're right Uh, he's he's (laughs) a headbutt boy he's he's danger kale headbutt boy uh so for that, uh, for any attack in Magic Monsters, it is a, a opposed roll. Um, Magic Monsters okay. always roll 2d6 in anything that they attempt to do, and they have uh, certain things that they're... Tr- oh, I'm sorry. This isn't an opposed roll. Uh, it would be uh, against this creature's protection. Uh, you are going to be rolling 2d6 and adding your strike. Sorry, what am I adding? Uh, the strike stat. It's strike. Okay. All right. So that's a four. It's more of a a strong a a a, a, a sturdy boy than a strong boy. So hopefully this works out for me. Uh, I got a ten. ten is going to be enough to hit your Mustang. Like paws at the ground beneath its feet, um, and moves forward, crashing through uh, part of this wall of bones. Uh, normally, when you pass through a wall of bones, it causes uh, your magic monster to bleed. But because you passed a check of nine or more, it shrugs off any bleeding that would have been caused yeah. and heads towards the target. And gives uh, the the stone on the right a good headbutt. Can you roll your damage for me? Yes, as a D eight plus three, so six. Six. Alrighty. The Skeletone reels back comically into the other Skeletone's arms, like it, it got headbutted in the head, um, and its like skull started like rotating 360 degrees around uh, its like neck bones. <laughs> gets caught by the other skeleton, and then its arms fly up and catches its head. You and uh, your Mustang like retreat back um, uh, away from danger, ending your turn. Who is going to act next? Um, I have a seven. If I, I also use, have, a seven, have a seven, but if you want to go first, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Is that hole in the wall still there? Like, am I going to be able to get to these yeah. skeletons? Okay, I'm going. So I don't know how attacking works. Do I have to use one of these combat techniques? Yeah, those combat techniques. It's essentially like moves in Pokemon. Uh, one of the things that Magic Monsters replicated pretty okay. faithful is like you have four techniques that that you can use against opponents. Okay, I have some weird ones. <laughs> let's get yeah, weird, let's get guys. weird with um, it. I just punched a cockroach. Let's get weird. <laughs> I have one that's I have one that's called Vengeful Strike, which when dealt damage in melee range, I can counterattack. So I can't do that right now because I have not been attacked. Um, and 
it has a trait that's called angry, which means when it deals damage out of turn, I get to add my brawn twice. So I guess that means if I counterattack, I get the brawn yeah. bonus. Is that what yeah, I like, right? I think okay. uh, the little parentheses that I put on that sheet, that would be like exp- if, if your brawn bonus was twice, that's what you'd be adding. Okay, so it looks like the only attack I can do if I want to cause damage is Savage Tail, which on a critical, the target is bleeding until it passes a check of 7+. plus. Cool. Neat. Uh, so what do I have to roll to see if I hit? Is it 2d6? Yeah, so, so you, it would be 2d6 for your Angaroo, for D'Artagnan. This is, calling this a table is generous. Uh, 10. 10. Oh, that's plus great. Your, uh, plus your... Strike. Plus, plus strike. Oh, 14. Then. Oh, dang, dude. Uh, so, yeah, your Angaroo, um, like, it's let out of the jewel and, like, has a moment where you two are looking at each other. And I think, I think the, like, standard Angaroo has, like, boxing gloves. But I kind of picture your Angaroo, like, with UFC style, like, wraps around its knuckles. <laughs> and oh, it's yeah. sort of like, tightens a fist and like looks at you and like you guys have a moment where you're like sort of sparking uh eyes like looking at each other and the angaroo like gives you a look that's sort of like not today and it turns around and like hops forward towards the skeletons uh and you breathe a sigh of relief oh thank Uh-oh. god <laughs> Oh, I'm glad it didn't hit me this time, and it's going to hit the bad guys. <laughs> um, with that, like, uh, the Angaroo uh, does a sort of, like, capoeira-style, like, spin, uh, <laughs> and its tail flies through the air and strikes at the Skeletone. Uh, can you give me a damage roll, please? Yes. Um, what is a crit? Do I have to roll? It's my damage is 1d6 plus 4. Do I have to roll a 6 uh, for crit? Critical hits are natural 11 plus. So anything that's 11 and higher. You are one away. Damn, I was, I was very, very that's close. Um, but roll damage on that sucker. He's taken. Oh, boy. I rolled Woo. a 1. <laughs> so plus 4 is 5 whole damage. The Darlington siblings are not doing a lot right now. His upper body is buff. His tail's weak. <laughs> tail's weak! <laughs> Never skip Don't tail Don't tell day. him that. He'll come for you. All right. Uh, so uh, with that, uh, the the skeleton has been uh, smacked by the tail. It wasn't devastating damage or anything, but it, it definitely knows that it's in a fight now. Uh, who is up next? Shannon, do you want to go? Uh, you're higher than me. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll send Kair, um, and I'm going to do a move on the other skeleton uh, called Bluster, which I can do from 30 feet away. And basically, Kair is going to buffet her wings and hit it with a wind attack that will also push it back 10 feet. Cool. Let's do it. So I need to roll 2d6 plus strike. So that's seven plus three is ten. Okay, uh, ten is definitely going to. Uh, actually, uh, looking on that sheet, can you? It, it is adding strike, so this is strike versus protection. Yes, that will hit. Okay, and so um, and for damage, five plus four is nine. Okay, uh, wow. So this is a pretty palpable hit. What happens? Uh, Kair flies up into the air and 
beats uh, their wings hard, uh, kicking up a windstorm. Uh, it swirls about you, uh, swirls around you, and like you guys can see, like a light blue aura uh, popping off of Rowan as uh, this wind is swirling around um, because this is uh, their elemental binding. Like this is the force that is within uh, his soul and sort of like drives him forward. And uh, he and Kair are like obviously linked in that moment. And the wind pushes forward, striking the skeleton. And I'm going to say there ain't nothing in the rules that say a skeleton can't be hurt by its own bone curtain. Ooh, um, yeah. So I feel like you you drive <laughs> it back into the wall of bones um, and it starts to bleed and also takes nine damage. <laughs> kind of brutal. With that, uh, we come to Shannon. Well, first things first, because my snake has three heads, it looks like as long as I have allies around me, I technically outnumber the enemies. Oh, you do. That's right. Yep. So I get a plus one on all my rolls. Oh, awesome. Oh, nice. Look at you using the rules. (laughs) Well, because it's written down for me. I can read it right here. Oh, nice. (laughs) And I'm going to have my little guy do a searing bite. All right. (laughs) 13. 13. Okay. 13 is definitely going to hit. Uh, so you can roll your damage. And which Skeletone were you going after? Uh, I'll go for the one that the siblings were going after. Okay, cool. Um, roll your damage on that. Oh, I didn't roll well. I only do four damage, but it says the target is burning until they pass a seven plus check. Cool, cool. So your uh, snake like slithers up to it and the skeleton is like kind of rearing back and it looks to be pretty overwhelmed because it's got the angaroo right near it. And now it suddenly has an opponent with three heads and the heads latch out and bite, but they are biting like into stone. So it's not tremendous force that they're biting with, but uh, they manage to spark out enough of their like fiery venom to catch its leg on fire, uh, which does appear to be burning it quite bad. So this cool. skeleton is burning. Uh, the other skeleton is bleeding. Uh, and I guess it's bleeding like sort of a muddy concrete because it's oh, made out cool. of living stone. Yeah. Um, nice. And uh, we come to the skeleton's turns. I don't think I like yeah, the Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. When a GM says it's fine, it's fine. Fine. Look, look, I'm I'm mostly the GM for the cool kids table. I know what that means, James. Mm -hmm. Like I know. Yeah, it usually means that like I'm about to get. It's like you're trying to play the player, but like I know the game. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Um what the first skeleton is just going to do a rock strike. I think this is the skeleton uh, that is currently being outnumbered, so it will have a minus one to this, and it's going to be adding its strike to that. So I've got to ask: Does an eleven hit anybody? Uh, and this is going after your protection. Uh, yes, it hits yeah, me. My, yeah, protection my protection is ten. So, All same. right, this can. 
We all got 10 protection. It looks like it can only hit one of you with this rock strike. Um, So it is going to go after that Angaroo. That Angaroo uh, gave it the nastiest hit of this turn. And the Angaroo is going to take... Let's see. Where's its brawn? There we go. 11 damage as uh, the Skeletone like reaches (laughs) down and I guess just grabs its kneecap and like Ah. shakes it menacingly and then hurls it and it like kind of bonks off Angaroo's head. Is that dude, that Skeletone in melee Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to vengefully strike it. (laughs) Okay, so this technically is out of turn, so I would also get the brawn bonus on it. Yes. Okay, that's on the damage though, so I still you, have to roll. Yeah, to you got to roll it the hit, protection. Beat the protection. Oh uh, yes, I got uh, twelve plus four. Oh, you rolled 16. a twelve. That's also I got a crit, two sixes. Dude. Yep. <laughs> Dang, what a what a massive hit. So this deals double damage and also will cause this already burning skeleton to bleed. Oh. How much damage? Well That's not great. Alright, I rolled a one on damage again. So it's one plus four, which is five, plus my brawn twice. My brawn is four. So five plus eight is thirteen. Thirteen damage. damage. Um Describe for me Ooh. how Angaroo mercilessly wrecks this Skeletone um, and causes it to like yield in this fight. Um, I like to think in one fluid motion, it gets bonked in the nog by its mm-hmm. kneecap and kind of flops back onto its tail and just kicks its legs right through the chest of the Skeletone. That's yeah, awesome. And- the Skeletone is like on the ground and its head is like kind of uh, weaving back and forth and it looks completely out of it. Um, and uh, the other Skeletone gets to act and it is going to roll uh, Earth Power. And Earth Power is like kind of a crazy attack to unleash upon you guys, but also it's pretty bad outnumbered, so it's going to have a minus one to this roll. <laughs> it's lashing yeah, you out. You know what? It's lashing out. It's in a pretty emotional time in the Skeletone's life. And, and a big mean owl just like threw it against a wall, and that's so rude. Uh so this one is gonna be adding its talent. Uh does a does a nine hit anyone's uh, discipline? It meets my discipline. It matches mine. Oh, uh, it meets mine. It definitely hits mine. I have an eight. Okay, discipline. I don't know if meeting means hitting. If you were hit, you are going to be taking. Let's see, two d ten damage, which is kind of brutal. Oh boy. Dude, so that's gonna hit, definitely hit me, but also please be gentle. Uh, yeah, that is 10 damage, my dude. Okay, well, I guess it could be worse. Um, does so, that hit all of us or just right. Jake? It, it hits anybody, just, uh, just me. that uh, it, anybody that uh, had lower than uh, nine discipline. I think that's I think just Jake. Jake, just lucky old me, just Jake. And uh, do you have any resistances? Uh, yes, to oh, okay. water. Yeah, so not quite, because this thing is vulnerable to verdant. Um, Ooh, well. Wait, so 
I hit the other one. Yeah, well, the, I mean, it de you definitely dealt double damage when you hit, so I oh, probably okay. should cool, have cool. called that out at the time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the Skellstone stomps on the ground and like an earth tremor like rocks uh, the battlefield. And uh, it definitely like a rhododendron. It causes rhododendron to like rhododendron. stumble and fall to the ground a bit. Um, you know, er everyone else is, is relatively unaffected by this earthquake, but it could have been devastating. Uh, the Skellstone is also bleeding, so it's going to take some damage. And uh, now we are back Good. to the top of the initiative order. Okay, well, that was me. So Mustang got, like, you know, its legs buckled. There was a tiny earthquake. It it fell to the ground. Um, I'm going to use launch, launch a projectile. What is it? Assault. It's called assault. It's the bigger part of, of, of it is launch a projectile. So that's what I thought it was called, mm -hmm. but it's not called that. Um, so that is, uh, just a projectile. Is it within 30 I feet? I would absolutely say that. Okay. So I'm going to attack it with that. It is, uh, versus, it's strike versus mm -hmm. protection. So, uh, oh, does a 10? 10 hit. 10 will hit. 10 will hit. Party. Uh, so that is a D8 plus three. Uh, there's a nine damage, but it's also verdant damage. Okay. Oh, so. boy. And it just like it, it just like spits out this big old cherry tomato. Yes, whacks it right in the yeah. head. Yeah, um, I feel like uh, this tomato like uh, goes into uh, this creature's like skull. Like it, it's its mouth is open, uh, and like yeah. it clo mouth closes around the tomato, and it just like tomato juice is like pouring out of every orifice, and it looks like it's bleeding, um, and the creature falls down defeated that is a terrifying <laughs> sight yeah literally skeleton oh i can't believe we just did it right too oh no oh we did it okay you, you overcame right? your fear my lady i don't think that's what happened i think what happened was that i just beat up uh, that would also be overcoming your fear out of its eye and nose you panicked through your fear and you made it out the other end yeah crushing it i'm gonna be a great ruler yeah, these these boys were fully defeated, but I'm I'm gonna set them at a minus eight. So I think this is probably hmm. All right, let's just have you guys roll some d twenties. <laughs> so here's what's gonna happen. All right. <laughs> here's what's gonna happen. Um, I'm a stone. So these so. two skeletons, uh, or these two, I should call them by their name. So these two skeletons are sitting in front of you guys. Uh, they are bleary and weak, uh, and you can feel uh, on the dradules that like. Uh, I think one during the combat uh, just managed to uh, fall out of goodness Isaac's shirt and onto the ground. Um, and Mark, like thinking quickly, I'll just yeah, we'll just that scoop up. that bad yes. boy up. What an opportunity! And I think uh, <laughs> I think Rowan um, or I think Macy just actually had one. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, st yeah. I just still had so, one. So. Yeah. Um, like you, you guys feel that the uh, dradules are like in a good position to uh, receive these skeletons and at least like lock them away from this town's troubles. Uh, so I'm gonna okay. need you to roll them bones. I got an 18. I got a six. Ooh boy. Uh, so 
I, I think uh, really the only fair way to do this uh, at this point, um, Macy holds is we average it. We each share. <laughs> I think Macy. I don't want your hand holds out her uh, dragul and like asserts her will at this creature, and the creature relents and like turns into like sort of brown earthy lightning and is sealed and bound inside the dragul. Um, and then we come over to Mark, who's just like still not doing great in life like you know uh can't really control the monster that 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 uh he already has and like has spent weeks just like wandering in the woods and the I can control him just fine. He just shows affection in very. Ah, I think I think what happens actually uh, is this this skeleton like gets up and like looms at you and like tries to attack you and you like stab at it with this dragul and it gets sucked inside <laughs> the dragul and now you have two magic monsters that have like this sort of lethal relationship with you. <laughs> but with that, uh, the monsters are sealed away, locked in their dragules, and you guys have rid this town of its monster problem like you promised. Yeah. And uh, you go to bed and like the uh, sun rises that next morning and uh, waiting for you down in the dining area is every servant in the household applauding, thanking you for freeing them of the terror of these wild magic monsters. Uh, I, I I cannot thank you enough. You have saved everyone in this town from uh, a certain terror. Well, uh, I don't want to say that it was easy, but it only took us like a night, so I guess it was pretty easy, yeah, actually. Truly <laughs> must be skilled monster masters. Well, thank you. Yes. Yes, you're welcome. What? <laughs> um. Hmm? I, now, there is the little matter of the will the money uh yes money yes uh the money um i must admit something to you both uh there's no, no money. there's money there's, there's money, money. I, I did mention earlier that uh, your uncle was a very generous man and left mm. money to charity um uh, quite a bit actually in fact, all of it and the estate itself oh. Oh, and cool. all of the titles. Oh. But he did leave to you um, uh, his his hated brothers, uh, children, um, his collection of magic monsters. Uh, and I will read off that list in full. Uh, two Skelestones. And uh, let's see here. One Vofa and one Sombra. So just the things that... So the ones that we, we that got. We thought were haunting the town actually were his well, that he owned? Um, I, I feel like that would be quite impossible. You you can't release a Magia monster from, from uh, uh, Dradjul. That, that's, that's bananas. Well, actually... Hey, Ro, what's that Rowan, like, book say holds about up the book... Them? Um, according to the research that your master had been doing, not only is it theoretically possible, he'd actually cracked the code. Well, uh, then 
I guess you have all proven yourselves the true masters of those magic monsters if you manage to reclaim them from being freed. Uh, so very impressive, very impressive to each and every one of you. I am so sorry that we cannot award you this money as it is now ours. You, oh, you're not uh, so you sad. Charity, <laughs> it, are, is any one of you named Charity? Is um, tri- can I see Rowan the will? Trick? Where's Rowan, the how will? Do we, how do we let these things um, back out? <laughs> yes, uh, and you can uh, like it, the will is slid across the table, and uh, it, it says that all of his earthly possessions that are not uh, monsters have been left to uh, the people of the town who brought him such joy in life. Oh, cool. Look, I live here now. Give me some of that money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And guys, I hate to hit you with this, but you get one of those anime endings where everybody in the room starts laughing and then the camera zooms out a little bit and it turns into a picture. But it has like our voices overlaid being like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no wait a no. second. No, hold on, hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I am flipping through that nerd book trying to figure out how to let these suckers back out. I will not be made a fool. I'm going to go steal all the silverware. I'm just happy for the opportunity, guys, really. Like, I think I learned a lot about fighting monsters today. Oh, nerd. Now you have a skeleton in and your And I also pocket. learned about punk-ass uncles, who the I'm punkles. glad are dead. Yeah, punkles, I think we call uh, them. And with that, that was Magic Monsters. Thank you guys so much for joining me for that. Thank you so uh, much. It was a lot us. of fun. Yeah. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with a new game. If you're looking for more great gaming shows in the meantime, check out our newest show, Design Doc. On Design Doc, game designers document their process from inspiration to finished product in a podcast that airs every other Tuesday. Our first season follows Hannah Schaefer and Evan Rowland as they create a new edition for their very first game, Questlandia. And on the OneShot Twitch stream, if you are listening to this on the day it comes out, OneShot is previewing the character creation process for Invisible Sun by Monty Cook Games tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time. That'll be broadcasting at twitch.tv slash OneShotRPG. We're taking a little bit of a break from Twitch in November because we're doing three conventions. That's Metatopia in Morristown, New Jersey, the 2nd through the 5th. A Catacon in Dayton, Ohio, the 10th through the 12th, and PAX Unplugged in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the 17th through the 19th. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and this week I want to talk about transgender rights. As we know, earlier this summer, Trump imposed a ban on transgender service members. This is despite a Pentagon-commissioned nonpartisan study which found that providing gender confirmation treatment to transgender service people would have a minimal effect on the military's combat readiness. Thankfully, in the Senate, we're seeing movement that could block the ban altogether. Senators Gillibrand, Collins, Reed, and McCain introduced a bipartisan legislation, S-1820, that would prohibit the Pentagon from denying re-enlistment of any currently serving transgender troops on the basis of their gender identity. It would also require Defense Secretary Mattis to complete his previously announced study on the recruitment and training of transgender troops by the end of the year, a faster timeline than was given by the White House. This would give military leaders more information to combat the White House's ignorance. Now, a measure like this only has a chance of succeeding if there is public support for it. And that's where you come in. 
you can help this issue by contacting your representatives and letting them know that it has your support. Calling is already one of the quickest and easiest ways to support issues you care about, but it's even easier with fivecalls.org. There, I found this issue summary, along with the contact information for my representatives, and a script to read while I'm on the phone to make sure my point gets across. Calling only takes a couple of seconds, it doesn't cost you anything, and it can make a huge difference in the issues that matter most. For more information and more issues that you might care about, go to fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. OneShot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener who wants to find a new show, check out Write Club. Write Club is literature as blood sport. Two opposing writers, two opposing ideas, each fighting for deathless glory. Hosted by Polar Opposites, Ian Belknap, and Lindsay Muscato. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at PeachesAndHotSauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Okay.